0: What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? I think I'm gonna crack me open a heady topper. Heady topper.
1: Yeah, this is this is by a company out of Vermont called the Alchemist. Ooh, Vermont. Oh
0: Alchemist. That's interesting. The, the Alchemist. The company's called the Alchemist. Yes. That is the, br- the yes. That's the company. But that's interesting. The company's name is the Alchemist. Alchemy. Alchemy. I think I believe is actually a real thing. Which a lot of people associate it with, like spells and stuff, like kind of like wizards. But alchemy, to to my recollection, is actually isn't it trying attempting to turn lead into gold? I think that's a form of alchemy. Oh, okay. I was, I was about to say maybe there's multiple forms. I, I could be wrong. I'm not I'm not entirely familiar yeah, with it. But I think it is. I think it's something about it. To my again, to my recollection, I believe like uh, gold and lead share extremely similar properties. And the goal of an alchemist was to kind of figure out what reaction or what needed to happen to turn that that lead into gold. I think
1: you're you're, you're Does right. That sound right. I'm
0: actually I just
1: looked up the definition, and you're right. It's it's it was a so this was something that I guess was prevalent in the medieval yeah time. Yeah. It was sort of a, a an early form of chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, exactly. so they were almost like they were almost like scientists, to some right? A, a lot of people always associate they, alchemy with like chemists, potions right. and stuff, right? Yeah, and yeah. so they they were simply essentially concerned with attempting to convert base metals, yep. which I guess is what you were saying. Like, yeah, I felt like lead was
0: one that was really to big. convert
1: base metals into gold, or or to find a universal elixir. So I Ooh. guess that was maybe sometimes they were utilized if, say, somebody had an ailment and they were trying to find, like, or somebody wanted to find uh, everlasting, the potion for everlasting life or something, you might go to your alchemist and figure this out, can you create some kind of, yeah, can you create some kind of medicine that I can take that'll keep (laughs) me alive forever? (laughs) Okay, well, I'll try, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I wonder if alchemy is still practice. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, technically we, I guess we have chemists. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but I I guess, you know, a more advanced form of it where it's not strictly down to trying to (laughs) transmutate metals. I'm assuming it's it's now. It it is interesting that it's associated, though, with, like, magic and
1: sorcery. It even Uh says that here underneath the definition. I guess that uh, people assume that... People have a fear of the unknown. (laughs) So do you think that people began to associate alchemy, because it was a very early science... Right with magic and sorcery because they didn't understand it. They're well, like, "What do you? Well, what do you mean? You're trying to transform?
0: Right, well, <laughs> you're trying well, to transform
1: this into something else." Well, that's the danger. They don't understand
0: it, right? Of ignorance and superstition. Yeah, I agree. It was it was a very apparent, supposedly a very early form of science that was probably regarded as like magic or right. black magic at times and stuff. But it's interesting to think. Science? I, I don't think anybody's... That's witchcraft. Uh, I mean, obviously... Science I, is witchcraft. What? what? I mean, <laughs> again, it shows me. you the dangers of that kind of <laughs> stuff. That's why I don't think we should openly embrace ideologies that kind of hold presidents in those realms. It, it's very primitive to hold... No, I mean, I definitely think you need a, we need to... It's primitive to be superstitious. I think
1: ignorance does need to be eradicated ignorant. as much as possible. Um you know, superstitions, I think it's just important to know what is really superstition and what is facts. Right. And I think sometimes it's not always clear. hmm And I think that some things that people may think is superstitious could be more fact-based. Right.
0: Well, it kind and of leads. Should, to...
1: and, and, and just like being afraid of something you don't understand, don't be afraid of it.
0: Right. Let's explore
1: it. We'll try to understand it. Let's just try to understand it, and we right. will com- we will come to a conclusion, right? We'll come to an answer in the end. But if we remain afraid of it, or we don't want to, we don't want to venture there. We don't question these things. Well, How do you? We learn? don't question that right. because if we go outside of that, things could get kind of scary, right?
0: Right, and
1: they do, and they do get scary. We are some strange
0: <laughs> animals, anomalies. Yeah, yes. we are. We are fucking chimps.
1: Talking about animals, we we I brought this up the other night. Mm-hmm. We were hanging out, yeah. and uh, you know, we we both we're 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 animal lovers. I mean, we'll say it. We we love our animals. I've
0: got two we dogs. Have, you have what five, oh, six no. of them. Yeah, but hey, I've I've said it before, though. I mean, I mean, animals are something to be to be respected, though.
1: Well I was gonna I was gonna go into sort of the idea of like so we're, I mean we, we're very well, good I mean, to, could, we're very good to our you, pets and they, they you love could call us animal lovers, right.
0: but there's a mutual respect right because I also know that and then I think I've said this before while I'm sleeping at night fishy shit starts happening around the house right that that solid sixty pounds of muscle with an alligator jaw is ready to do some work on somebody and that's and it's like it's again it's kind of like also I will have will kill for you. There's Dad. a mutual respect, I man. swear i love you
1: so much. I'll die for you, daddy. They're I protectors. I but they're it is loyal. crazy to, loyal. Think that, to think that as many people would think that we're, you know, very much outside the animal world, how yeah. much we can really connect to these other creatures. It's uh-huh. very fascinating. Yeah. But you know, I was thinking the other night, you know, the way my dogs look at me and and how much love they show towards me, almost like unconditional love. Like right. true unconditional love, right? Uh-huh. People say they have that. Yep. I'm like, you, go look at a dog, and that is that dog will literally die for you. That yeah. is unconditional love. I just love you. I mean, some dogs can be beat and abused, and they will still be loyal to their ma- yeah. to to their owner, right? And that's that's I mean, that's fascinating to me. And I thought to myself, I said, I, you know, like I wonder to them, or that we kind
0: of like gods to them. Mm.
1: Are we sort of this?
0: No, they're just participating in in a construct of our own society. Well, think about it. Dogs are loyal to the master, right? And it's interesting because we as a whole collective are only loyal to certain principles and ideas. Mm -hmm. Most of us choose, just like a dog, has unconditional love for someone that abuses it. That's the only idea that it believes in, though. It's loyal to that idea. It's supposed to be this way. This is how it's supposed to work. Right. It doesn't have to work that way. Mm. And I think we practice this in a sense as well. I think it's just part of, like, the social pyramid. We practice this. We practice loyalty to certain ideologies. Regardless of whether it makes sense. Right, right. And everybody... And it seems we live in a time now where you have to pledge yourself more and more to something. And... And I think that also closes us off. That breeds ignorance within itself because a lack of perspective creates ignorance. (laughs) Agreed. Right. But it's just funny because we kind of do the same thing dogs do. We just, we're obedient. A man chooses, a slave obeys, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right?
1: True. Does that make sense? I sort of get it. I I was thinking that, well, you know, for, for like, for example, my dogs, I mean, I take very good care of them. So I don't, I hope they don't look at me as like a master. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as more as the sort master. of. Well, I do. I do believe that they see me as sort of a dominant force, right? They understand right. That, that I, I sort of. Hand that I live, it? right, I live because this being wheels it, right? right? It allows it. And, of course, I'm good to them, so it's not like they just understand I've got to make sure I don't piss this thing off. Yeah. But do they see me as being something larger than, like, how do they view us?
0: Right. What would it be like to explore the thoughts of what a dog sees? uh, Do
1: they see us as sort of being like another animal? And and I'm I'm only using it through human perspective, trying to describe it. Right. Or do they see us as being something more existential? Maybe it's the word I'm using. Something... They they is don't it, is it the they word? don't understand the word? yeah they don't
0: it's something omnipotent they don't understand like, us we're like, too great for their comprehension and yeah but we do just, that <laughs> again right. dogs are living in the social confines that we create for them and, think and about your dogs so so
1: do you think so so while you're while you're on that oh, do you it. believe that loyalty is trained into a dog or do you think it's a feeling it develops
0: or an understanding it develops. I don't know how. An understanding. An understanding. It probably would. Yeah. No, I think it is. I think that level, for whatever reason, they are fiercely loyal to humans most of the time. But I think being good to a dog, that's what truly will make a dog die for you will be the fact that they appreciate you for what you are their loyalty is gained even more it's not that base it's not a baseline primitive instinct anymore it's something beyond that they they feel compelled to protect you and to do things for you and to help you you know so yeah i mean the question is they're,
1: they're prepared to be <laughs> they're prepared to become a martyr for you
0: right yeah <laughs> but yeah it's just yeah but but we do the same thing We have a hard time comprehending what we are. Dogs probably don't even... They're probably just on a different level of consciousness. Think about it. We're aware of that much. If there is something beyond what's it aware of. Let me ask you this.
1: (laughs) When we think about how we process and think Mm -hmm. every day, we think the typical human mind sort of processes in the past, present, and future. Right, right? yeah. That's how we're constantly working, right? We Mm -hmm. are affected by past events, sometimes through traumas, sometimes by memories and things like that. Right. We also have to exist and function in the reality that we're currently in, Mm -hmm. in the present, but then we also worry a lot about our future and what's to come. Right. And so when we talk about animals, there's sort of this idea from our understanding, that they don't necessarily think that way, right? So we say that animals live more off of instinct. Right. Right, or that's what we'd say. Mm-hmm. So is instinct just a feeling, or is instinct a sense of, I only always live in the present moment?
0: Probably, the, I mean, it probably would be living in the present moment. Because, because an that's animal doesn't
1: you. seem to be worried about what happened two hours ago. It doesn't seem to be... Concerned about what's coming, it's only reacting and thinking and moving within what's happening in that moment. It's reacting to right its, environment. In its environment, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely, I believe it one hundred percent because because dogs don't have dogs exhibit emotions based on instincts. That that's where we're kind of an anomaly. We have the ability to stop and think about things and and recollect prior experiences. Think think of how many times it would take it so we step to outside the bounds of
1: instincts then. And we're uh, able yes, to... I believe
0: we do, I believe we step outside of the boundaries of instincts we have for some reason, we have a higher level of consciousness than the the other animals we cohabitate with, and we're able to to think in logic and reason in ways that they can't, and I think that's where the real the strangeness comes it's a gift and a curse, you know i I think I've
1: said this before. Um, Maybe I've mentioned it before on one of the episodes, but an interesting fact. Because of how human brains have evolved, mm-hmm. it's actually what makes us prone to having mental illnesses. Oh, yeah. Animals don't actually have mental illnesses. I mean, they can develop anxieties. Right. Right? They can experience feelings. Which... But they don't... We, we have, like, actual mental illnesses where our brain is at a level to where, if it's not working properly, it can literally, like
0: cause problem we can't function. Cause right, major issues. Right. Right. No, you're absolutely right. Our instincts go beyond what it, what most animals are capable of doing. Animals generally from what I've seen just react. <clears throat> if you pet on them and you're loving on them and they're they're wagging their tail, you see these reactions. Mm-hmm. You know, most animals you'll notice are kind of curious. You know, dogs will kind of sniff each other out and stuff. Right. They'll kind of check each other out to see if everything's good. But in the event that it goes bad I mean, man, I've seen some pretty vicious dog fights. It's almost like they just go into a whole different... They're triggered. Right. And their instincts drive them to do that. And the reason I truly believe that is because I've had two dogs that have had issues before. They're best buddies now, (laughs) but they used to have some problems. They do get out. When one of them first, yeah, and one of them first came in, they did. They had some pretty brutal fights, man. you have done, you done. But I'll tell you the (laughs) interesting thing that I noticed was after the fight was done, the dogs would just like walk right beside each other and they'd walk off. Because the the event was over, it ended there. Right, there was kind of a draw.
1: Some, you know, they traded some and licks. They didn't and guess what? After that, they didn't hold on to anything. They just like the, now that present moment was gone. Right, they're in the new moment where they're not.
0: You know, and now, anxiety. and now they're not reacting. They
1: felt each other out. It's kind of, but humans might not do that, right? No, two guys get in a fight, you got to pull them away and basically separate their ass right. most of the time because right, I mean. I, mean, I still in. think that it, for all the evolution that humans have gone through, we are still very primitive in my mind. Oh, yeah. I just
0: think. <laughs> maybe <laughs> men are more primitive. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> me. Huh. Me, man. Oh, me, man.
1: <laughs> me, love you. <laughs> you so, you want to talk with about. So, so, talking about. <laughs> um <laughs> Speaking of primitive. Yeah. <laughs> No, seriously. Um, so, <laughs> the land of degeneracy. So, just to give <laughs> just to talk on the subject of of what it's like to be human and exist in this world and the, the odyssey that it is, the oddity that it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is an odyssey. So, so uh, about a week ago, I went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I'd ever gone. So, I I went with my girlfriend and her family. Yeah, yeah. And they actually go every year, and they invited me to go with them this year. So. Leading up to the whole vacation, you know, uh, me and my girlfriend, we talked a lot about what we wanted to do. And she was always kind of preparing me. She's like, you know, you know there's a lot of people around and, you know, this is going on and that that, and that. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm fine. You know, I've tra- I've traveled around. I've been to other countries. I'm like, it's no yeah. big deal. I'm like, it'll be mm-hmm. fine. Out of all the travels that I've been on, this was truly the most overstimulating experience mm-hmm. I've ever had in my time. It was obscene. <laughs> it was when I talk about, so you want to talk about living in a first world, and even and if, and if you want to go on top and say the United <laughs> States, and people say that we sort of live in the land of excess, yeah. Las Vegas is literally the land of excess. Wow. It's That's insane. Awesome. It is, it, it's it's a pretty insane place. Yeah. If you, especially if you've never been there before, it's a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun there. Um but it was just really weird to me. It was so crazy. Like mm-hmm. everything just seemed almost surreal when you're walking around. <laughs> it right. is. It's yeah, very yeah. surreal in its own way, and not just because you know you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm in, I'm in, you know, <laughs> I'm in Sin City." It's Vegas, right, whatever. Right, right. Like not even just because of that. Just actually the you're atm- saying the atmosphere, the atmosphere yeah. feels so surreal. Mm-hmm. And when I say the land of excess, I mean every restaurant that we ate at. The portion sizes were almost unbelievable, <laughs> and I mean, I mean, there was <sighs> not there was not a single meal that I could finish the entire thing. I could not finish. And I love to eat. Oh man, right, right. <laughs> I love right. food. I'm a foodie. I love it, but I could not finish this. That's food how large it was. Everywhere, wow. everywhere, huge portions. I mean, of course, you go in, of course, there's a casino, so there's just money. People are just throwing money everywhere, making money, losing money. Yeah. Just money flow everywhere. Alcohol, of course, alcohol everywhere. Everybody's drunk, got a drink in their hand. They've got freaking, they've got these freaking frozen alcohol drinks that look like a damn saxophone. We need a damn neck. Holder to carry it around because it's so <laughs> large. And people are walking on the street drinking a pot everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you can't, everywhere you go, Ooh, it smells it like skunky. it. People are smoking mm. it, but it's legal. So you right. can go, they literally have shops you can go into. Right. I walked into one. I was like, I've got to see what this is about. In, it's, it's fascinating. It's uh-huh. like legitimate. You walk in and they've got these, all these different samples and bud, you know, right. bud and different. I mean, they've got vapes, they've got edibles, they've got pre roll joints, everything in there. And the selection. You can literally walk up, and for example, I was like, a, there was the girl there, or the, one of the cashiers. Uh-huh. Walked up, and she's like, "Hey, can I help you?" And I said, "I'm just kind of looking around." I said, "I've never," I said, "Where I'm from, it's not legal." Yeah. <laughs> Since we don't have anything, we don't have anything like this. I've never been in a shop before. I just want to see what it what it looks. And like I was like, so when somebody comes in here, so publicly. I asked her. I said, so when somebody <laughs> comes in here and they don't really know what they want, I said, how do you like direct them on what to buy? Because I'm like, you know, weeds. I mean, a pretty vast. <laughs> Right. You know, from my understand, you know, it's a pretty vast thing to just not know what you're looking for and just try different things. Right. So right. How do you direct them on what they, they're a good purchase What's for them? the key? She literally said, she was like, well, I would just ask them, what are you trying to achieve? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you mean? Wow. So she gives me this chart, and this chart actually breaks down like different strains, strains, mm-hmm. flavors, whatever. Yep. And then it describes like, what it can help with. The effects. So, you know, uh, Maui Waui will, <laughs> will calm your nerves and help you become more creative. Ooh. Um, you know, White Widow will... Ooh. will That one sounds um, deadly. ...make you more sociable and will help you focus on conversation. I don't know, just crazy like stuff. like a Marvel superhero. You have stomach problems. We've got peach fuzz you know over here we've got (laughs) we've got green you know green diesel over here you know this will help with your migraines or whatever like seriously it's 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 fascinating for anything anyways i got way i got way off subject on that one anyways point is is i'm in vegas i'm walking around pot shops alcohol everywhere and there's just this excess this human excess everywhere people everywhere fucked up buying stuff spending money eating and then all simultaneously, there's all these homeless people all up and down the strip, yeah, yeah, and it was just this really weird, kind of surreal, kind of weird thing that I was in. I was like, man, like this is like is this is a real place, it's right. strange, yeah, Not yeah, to mention at the same time, and this is just how I think, by the way for what little I, I keep up with what's going on in the world, because I'm not real great at keeping up with the news on everything. But, Smart man. But, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of why I'm not very good at keeping up with it. It tends to depress me quite a bit. But, right, right. But, you know, recently there was a lot of issues. I think there's actually been a ceasefire, but I know over in Israel there was all the oh, bombings yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. and rockets that were being shot. And it was kind of weird to me to be like, I live in a world where, like, this is this is what you know, a strip is like, you know, this is what a, you know, this is my world, mm-hmm. right, where I can I go came and visit right.
0: a, a place of true degeneracy and, and <laughs> loved every second <laughs> of it, you know. But you got to see but, it. You but got there's people that.
1: simultaneously at the same time on their strip hanging out trying to eat. I've seen videos and the rockets can fly and blow up like half the street or whatever. It's like that's, yeah, it's, it's insane it's to weird, think that. As human beings, we are simultaneously living, coexisting, coexisting, yeah. but our lives are so different. We really are. Yeah. And it, I don't know, it was just, it was just it was weird. This is why I can't enjoy anything, Alex. Right. <laughs> because everything I see, I assess on a higher level, I guess, on a mm-hmm. different level. I don't see it as just being, I'm thankful for the privilege that I do live in a, a world where I have that. Right, right. But you get to experience it. But it sometimes it feels a little wrong, mm-hmm. like like well, It feels just, very superficial. Something doesn't make sense. I'm like, we're all here to achieve the same thing. Why is anybody living differently than this? Like why mm-hmm. why is there such
0: a divide? I don't know. It's one of those great. almost one of those huge <laughs> existential questions. Well, maybe right? it's maybe because not everybody sees it that way. They don't see oh, that I we're all here that. trying to achieve one thing. Yeah, maybe it's 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 the difference of opinions on that that drive people and, and motivate them to do different things.
1: Isn't that weird to think that we were born in the '90s and that's like becoming a long time ago? I know, I know it is. Like strange. the '90s have become like the '80s of our era, almost. right? Uh-huh. Pretty yep.
0: much. People remember it very fondly,
1: and that's you know the, our age of innocence and our learning of the world was through the '90s. So, what was, was Smash Mouth in the '90s? Yeah, yeah. Was Smash Smash Mouth? I'm in the a n-
0: believer.
1: Smash Mouth. Whatever happened?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Whatever happened to Smash Mouth? <laughs> they probably, hey Chris, they probably made killer royalties off the Shrek album. True. And then they probably so I guess retired. It says
1: the band was formed in 1994, so yeah. right there in the middle of the 90s. Yeah. Coolio, Sugar Ray.
0: Limp Biscuit,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Cracker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go well chris as always i had a good time
1: as always man
0: and if you like what you heard tonight feel free to follow us on facebook instagram and tiktok feel free to follow us so you can get updates on when the new episodes release we are currently on all major platforms and as always stay true stay real stay righteous